the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back. Monday, August 22nd, 2022. I am Seth Leibson. The phone number is 602-508-0960. That's 602-5080-960. If you'd like to join or add to the conversation, we welcome it. I'll do my official or my uh, – it's not really official, but I'll do my uh, regular monologue at the top of the third hour. Go over a few thoughts with you just now. Uh, the big uh, the big political story, we'll get to Anthony Fauci, we'll get to Mar-a-Lago and all that in a few moments too, but the big political story is a new poll headline uh, from the New York Post. 74% of voters say country is on the wrong track. So three-quarters of Americans think the country's going in the wrong direction. And I thought, well, wow, 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 that's that's an improvement. Uh, about a month ago, 90 percent of Americans thought that the country was going in the wrong direction. Nine out of 10 Americans did. And uh, it turns out those were two different polls we were talking about. The earlier, the one about a month ago was from Monmouth. Uh, this one is from NBC News. So neither of which are, are, are partisan polling operations in the conservative direction. Um, so no one can really question the validity of these polls as a matter of politics or as a matter of political preference or as a matter, more importantly, of political uh, dismissal. One of the easy questions I have for people who say Biden is doing a great job or Biden is uh, doing a good job is, and it has been uh, ever since that Monmouth poll, will ask them why is it they think 90 percent of Americans think the country's going in the wrong direction? It just it, It's just as well to say why is it they think, why is it 75 percent of Americans think the country is going in the wrong direction? Uh, average it out if you want, but in any event, a supermajority, a supermajority, three-fourths or more of the country, 75% or more of the country thinks we're going in the wrong direction um, as a matter of policy, as a matter of public policy. Uh, where where could that possibly be coming from? Uh, Ron DeSantis is not the president of the United States. He's not the president of the Senate. He's not the Speaker of the House of Representatives. Neither is Doug Ducey. Neither is Christy Noem. Neither is uh, 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 Governor Abbott of Texas. Um, this is a Democrat wholly owned problem. This is a Democratic Party wholly created problem. Uh, if things are going in the wrong direction as a matter of uh, public policy, um, you cannot blame the minority party that has no power. They get no say, none whatsoever in the House of Representatives, and they obviously are not able to control the votes in the Senate, and they aren't in the White House. Um, this is this this is a question I think is a very natural one to ask. The response that well, people just don't know how good Joe Biden is doing, or how much he is doing, or how great the Democrats have been, doesn't work. How would they not know? Anyone who has an opinion on the direction of this country knows either 
based on their personal life how things are going. And again, this is not Ron DeSantis's or Governor Abbott's or Ducey's doing. They know that. But also, you know, that's what the Republicans get to say. The Republicans get to say the media is biased. The Republicans get to say social media is biased. The Republicans are the party that gets to say they're censoring our stuff or they're distorting our stuff. The media is the handmaiden of the Democratic Party and not just the corporate media, but entire the entire arena of elite culture is the handmaiden of the Democratic Party. They want, it is in their interest to have Joe Biden succeed. It is in their interest to have Democrats elected and re-elected. They want more Democrats and less Republicans. They denounce Republicans. The idea that the message or the word is not getting out, this is a complaint of Joe Biden's, by the way. I have seen him say it, or I have seen it reported that he has said it, to journalists and reporters, and it just shows you even more how out of touch he is or must be. If he thinks the media is not supporting his agenda or reporting his agenda, my gosh, over the last two weeks, story after story from The Washington Post to CNN, even to Fox News, has been that it's been a really good two weeks if you're Joe Biden. It's been a really good two weeks for the Joe Biden agenda. Why? Well, A, no major gaffes. Okay, that's attributable to him not doing a lot of media, quite frankly, and obviously two COVID exposures, which put him into Coventry. But it's also, they're saying it because, you know, some Democratic legislation has been passed. The Inflation Reduction Act, a few other pieces of legislation have been uh, passed, like the assault weapons stuff. Um, That's why they're saying it. It's not making an effect. This poll from NBC, let me pull it up here, what they call the cross tabs. Let's go into this poll a moment. Um, This poll of 74, 75, let's call it 74 percent of Americans thinking that this country is going in the wrong direction. um, It's Uh, hovered in the 60s and 70s under Joe Biden's tenure, based on the history of this poll from NBC News. But this 75, it's the high point of its polling, or its high point, high number for its polling, which is to say it's the worst polling there is under Joe Biden's tenure. And it's after it was taking place after this, quote unquote, good week or two of Joe Biden's. The good week or two, in other words, passing the Inflation Reduction Act, the absence of gas, even seeing the gas prices. This is part of the equation, as well as it being a good two weeks for Joe Biden, Biden, even seeing the gas prices coming down a little bit. And, of course, the White House likes to trumpet the fact that they have brought gas prices down. Do you understand the lie here, though? Folks, you understand the misdirection here. They're still higher than when Joe Biden took office. This is the game. Think about setting. Let me see if I can do this off the top of my head. Think about having a thermostat that's regularly at 78 percent and someone comes in and turns it up at 78 percent. Think of a thermostat that's at 78 degrees. Did I say percent? I meant degrees. Think of a thermostat that's at 78 degrees. Someone walks in and cranks it up to 85. Everyone's complaining how hot it is. You bring it back down a little bit, let's say to 82 degrees, and you go around strutting and bragging and parading and preening that you lowered the temperature. 
Um, that's what's going on here. It's still not at 78. It's not where it was before he took office. It's not where it was before the prices started taking off on his tenure and under his watch. Um, and so they create these charts that, you know, play games with the chronology or at least play games with the with the spike in gasoline prices. So it looks like Joe Biden should get credit for them coming down. What he did was take 78 degree weather, turn it into 85. And now, by dint of a lot of factors, very few of which have anything to do with Joe Biden, has brought it down to about 84 or 83. It's a little less pricey than it was when he made it really pricey. Now, as to why this government, or at least this country, is viewed as being in the wrong, going in the wrong direction, and these numbers are not the numbers Donald Trump had, by the way. As I said, Joe Biden's numbers have been in the 60s and 70s since he's taken office, low 70s, never as high as 74, very low 70s, 71 was about the highest he's had before now. Um, Donald Trump never really had those numbers. His numbers were in the low to mid 60s uh, by the NBC by the NBC's polling. So Joe, Joe Biden has the country in an odor which is viewed as far worse or at least worse or far worse than when Donald Trump was president. Now, whatever your views of Donald Trump may or may not be, can we be adult enough to work in the silo in which we now live? Can we be adult enough to think about the choice isn't between Joe Biden necessarily and Donald Trump? There's no election. Donald Trump hasn't announced his election, um, his, his, his election plans just yet. It's Joe Biden and the Democrats versus another vision. It's Joe Biden and the Democrats versus another view. But let us not let him off the hook so easily. Mark Thiessen did a pretty good roundup of things that might have been cause for people thinking the country's in the wrong direction. Because you know what? Yes, personnel is policy, but also policy is policy. And Joe Biden has taken us on a tour of just about the worst decision making anyone in a leadership role in this country could have taken us. And I'll review some of that when we come back, because it's the roadmap for how to fix things. It's the roadmap, you know, for every we, we are we are the C.S. Lewis progressives realizing we're on the wrong road. We are the first arguing that we turn this thing around. And because we are the first to turn around or the first arguing to turn around, it makes us the better progressives. If I can take what is effectively a pejorative or dirty word and turn it into a positive word. I'm Seth Liebson, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, portions of which are brought to you by my good friends at Y-Refi. If you're looking for a really remarkable and unique investment opportunity, check them out. They are offering a fixed no-load interest rate up to 10.25% return for investors, all in a secure and collateralized portfolio. Why? Refi is a due diligence firm where the investors do really well by doing good for others. And you can be a part of that. Check them out at investyrefi.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y, and then refy.com. Or give them a call at 855-316-3087. 855-316-3087. I want to thank the... Um, the Sun City Grand Republican Party, they and several other related uh, Republican parties uh, in the West Valley uh, hosted a, uh, 
a Republican Party uh, confab of sorts where uh, many of the state and local candidates were running, showed up and talked and gave presentations. They asked me to introduce it and moderate it. It was a pleasure. It's good to see so many of you there and meet so many new folks. Uh, they had a great turnout uh, and uh, – a lot of a lot of the speakers were just fantastic and stole the show. Uh, Blake Masters, of course, was fantastic. Others were as well. It was an honor to be a part of it. Well done, uh, Sun City and and uh, your related uh, neighboring groups. And uh, thank you again for the honor of uh, allowing me to to be a part of it as well. This is this is how we get it done, folks. Um, you know, Ronald Reagan said, "Citizen." was his favorite word, but he thought of it more as a verb, as an action verb at that. You have to be involved. For those people that don't like to get involved in the primaries or now even in the general, um, ask them how it's been working out for them. I mean, there is a reason 75% of this country, three-quarters of this country, think we're going in the wrong direction. Think about that for a moment, if you will, with me just a moment. If we are a country of self governed people if if this is if this is a country of self government uh why why do three fourths of the governed think this is going in the wrong or in a bad direction how how is this possible well maybe it's because you're not electing people who share your values maybe the self um, governing part needs some reexamination. Maybe too many of us stepped back. Maybe too many of us took things for granted. You know, Mitch McConnell is splashing cold water on the prospects that will retake the Senate. I've never seen such a thing or heard such nonsense. You don't even hear this from Democrats who know they're going to lose. I mean, every time Nancy Pelosi is asked, she says, well, I'm convinced we're going to do just fine or at least last time I heard her give a press conference where she was asked this about maybe a month ago, she said we expect to maintain our majority in the House. She knows that's not true. She knows that's not true. It is the job of a leader, obviously, to tell the truth, but it's also the job of the leader to roll up their sleeves and give encouragement. Now, if you know you're not going to win, there are ways to talk about it a little better than that, perhaps. But I have no confidence that the Senate is not going to turn Republican with a lot of our effort. When you have three quarters or 90 percent, as last month's poll showed, of the American people thinking we're on the wrong track, who are they blaming? Republicans? Really? Republicans who have no power. This is our job to explain to people who may not know better and not rest on laurels, certainly not relying or have the ability to rely on Mitch McConnell, He's pouring cold water. I've never seen such a thing. Now, I I was asked for a quote the other day by a journalist um, on on my thoughts on what Joe uh, Leader McConnell said. Um, I think I said something very close to very close to this, which is, you know, there are hosts, there are other conservatives and Republicans who who give Mitch McConnell a lot of credit, particularly for doing the quiet hard work that has materialized into saving our judiciary and getting all our gains in the judiciary, that he's been masterful at that. Okay, but really? I mean, did he do anything you wouldn't have expected from, I don't know, other senators in the past when when that was really taking off in the 2000s and the aughts, as my producer likes me to say? Do you think Rick Santorum wouldn't have done the same thing or John Kyle or any number of senators? Or today, do you think... Ted Cruz and Tom Cotton would not have done – pick your favorite senator, 
those happen to be just two of mine off the top of my head. There are others. Rand Paul, do you think do you think they wouldn't have done the same thing? I mean, Mitch McConnell is not the indispensable man. Yeah, he did the right thing with the judiciary. Okay, Um, that's his job. And I think that others would have done it just as well, too. Maybe a little better. Maybe a little better. But, yeah, he did a fine job with the judiciary. But, you know, that may be the most important thing senators can do, especially in a minority-majority situation. Maybe. Maybe it's the best place we can do our showing. But others would have done so as well. And why do we confine ourselves to the losing side and, and maintaining, you know, that, 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 that one scrap of meat we've been given? Why, why can't we serve the entire meal why can't we be responsible why can't we work hard why can't he work hard to quit the rumors in the press that he's not supporting this candidate or that candidate because of maybe peak with donald trump or maybe just frustration one leads this isn't original to me i forget who's maybe it was buskirk i don't know so uh, so uh, someone came up with this notion but it's a perfectly good analogy sometimes people like being the general manager and the coach of the Washington generals. You know what that means? I don't know. Does this generation know who the Washington generals are anymore? They still do? Yes? Good. Okay. It's the paid-for losing team up against the Harlem Globetrotters, which was the paid-for winning team in novelty basketball. Is that a good way to describe it? Novelty basketball. Who was, Who are the big stars? Metalark Lemon? Lehman? Lemon? Uh, Curly? Whatever his name was. I remember going as a kid. <laughs> to the uh, madhouse on McDowell to watch them play. But the Washington Generals was the team that always lost, and they were paid to always lose. They knew their spot. They liked it. They were happy to just get the paycheck and show up and be able to play basketball of any level, including what you call it, semi-professional, or play basketball for a living. That's what they were doing, playing basketball for a living. Well, we need more than just senators who are there for a living. We need more... <laughs> And just people who are content to manage the declined state of America or the declined representation of Republicans in the Senate. And if you're just going to throw cold water on the energy we are all enjoying having just come off a tough primary season, go away. Go home. Give it to someone else who can do it and wants to do it. That's equally important. Not just who can do it but who wants to do it, someone who's salivating over taking back the Senate, someone who's rubbing their hands together and has an agenda on what they're going to do the first day, the first week, and the first month they take back the Senate. By the way, I say this not wanting you to think that it's a foreordained conclusion that we're going to take back the House. I think we are, but my God, take nothing for granted, please. Who knows what games the the media is going to play? Who knew what they would do with the Hunter Biden laptop? Laptop. Who knew they would do it so egregiously? Who knew they would do it so elaborately, where media company after media company reinforced the censorship of the other against the New York Post? Who knew? I, F. Scott Fitzgerald's been a lot on my mind lately. He was amazed at the elaborateness of the lie, is a line from The Great Gatsby. I'm amazed at the elaborateness of the lies the media tells and don't think they're not rubbing their hands together for what they can do for themselves and their party in November. Take nothing for granted. I'm Seth. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. It is time for our culture and economy update. No one to do that. 
who is better at it with than John Dombrowski. He is the founder and president of Grand Canyon Planning Associates. GrandCanyonPlanning.com is his website. He also hosts his own radio show right here on The Patriot at 960 every Saturday morning at 7 a.m. John Dombrowski, how are you, sir? Fantastic. It sounds like you had a great weekend. You got a lot of rest because you are really motivated. You're up today. You think so, Man, huh? you're on it. Okay. Yeah. One, worrying, worrying about our past 500 interviews now. <laughs> I'm just a little, I'm a little concerned. No, maybe it's me. Maybe it's me. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's you. We can come in again like the Spanish Inc. Now it's time for our culture and economy update. With John, John yes. um, there's a lot to talk to you about, and I love this story that you actually flagged about what people need to save. But first and foremost, uh, Dow dropped 600 today. Yes. Uh, the headline on that over at the Wall Street Journal imparts that it's uh, over concerns of aggressive Fed policy. We've yeah. been talking about that. Maybe maybe the mm-hmm. stockbrokers just need to listen to this show. We've yeah. been warning about this. <laughs> anyway, you want to say a word about it? Well, yeah. I mean, markets were down. Dow is down six. 643 points. The Nasdaq was the big loser today, down 323. Percentage-wise, it was a big loser. Um, but I think this is something we felt, you know, we saw such a, uh, a quick rally in July uh, for the markets, which had a nice recovery. So I think this was somewhat expected. But you're right. We talked about the Fed uh, continuing uh, on their, their quest here to, to reduce inflation. And the only way that they have to do that is, is to raise rates. And that's the challenge, right? So uh, I think the markets are trying to Number one, look at to, to, to see what the Fed's going to be doing moving forward. But um, also, I think there's just some general profit-taking, Seth. Uh, we saw the markets move quite high, as I mentioned, in July. And I think there's a little bit of profit-taking right now, uh-huh. which is okay. And right. I think you're going to start to see a, a little bit of a consolidation again. And then we'll start to see some some uh, less volatility here uh, in the next week or two. By the way, did you see the story? I, I just got a kick out of it. It's not a huge story, I don't think. But did you see the story that uh, coffee purveyors aren't aren't being hit by, by the economy? They're doing just fine. Coffee sales are doing just fine. Well, <laughs> and it, I thought, it, boy, it, we like our stimulants, don't we? It was we? interesting that I had a, uh, someone come in who listens to us on the – listens yeah. to your show and heard me, and they called – When I'm not in. putting them asleep, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, they're drinking coffee, so yeah. this is – this right, is right, the story. Right, right. There, there it is. So they uh, they were telling me how much uh, you know talking about budget, and they said, "Well, I'm a little embarrassed to tell you what my coffee budget is." <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. So yeah, coffee companies doing well. That's good to hear. Yeah, human desires increase mm-hmm. with their means of gratification. Reinhold Niebuhr once said. <laughs> All right, John, uh, yes. this is interesting. People, and you're in the business of talking about what yes. people need to retire and plan for the future. Uh, there's a shorter term plan that people don't obviously think about too often. But how much do they need if everything just, you know, how much should people be saving from every paycheck in, right. in case things go to heck in a handbasket before well, they're retired? Yeah, well, this is this, this is the big question, right, that everybody has. Do I have enough? Yeah. Am I saving enough? Yeah. How much do I need when I retire? Am I going to run out of money before I run out of time, as I like to say? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, this is a very simple, maybe, way to look at this and approach this. And they talk about the 80-20 rule, right, where mm-hmm. 80% would involve uh, of your paycheck. This is money that you need for your everyday living expenses and for the things that you want in life. And 20% of your paycheck is to be put away uh, for your retirement and savings, whether it's uh, 401k contributions, as well as additional money that you're putting, uh, investing, or even just putting into that safety uh, net account that you may have. So if you can look at it, someone who's maybe making uh, 100000 for simple terms here, $100,000 a year, 
uh, 80000 going to pay your bills, which is, you know, roughly uh, $6,500 a month of expenses, okay. and the other 20% uh, going into your savings. And if you can continue on that path, that would be wonderful long term. The challenge is right now, Seth, with inflation, that could be a little bit difficult yeah. for a lot of people right now, even though maybe they've seen a little bit of a pay raise. Uh, the cost of inflation has far exceeded the pay raise that they've received. So it's a bit of a challenge for people still right now. But this is at least a little bit of a good rule to think about 80-20. Look at your paycheck. See how you could maybe manage uh, making sure you're putting away money for your retirement. And this, this long term is going to be a big a big uh, factor for you being successful in retirement. And at the short term level, it's really interesting. I, I You know, you've heard politicians say people only have something like $900 on average stocked away in case of an emergency. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. but this is borne out. 45% of Americans have less than $1,000 in savings. Right. Yeah. That's 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 not a that's not a lot of room for comfort. No, it's scary because again, if if anything were to happen, you had an illness where you couldn't go to work, you had to take time off of work or if you got uh, maybe let go from your job, uh, and you weren't able to find something very quickly. Uh, you a thousand dollars? That's not probably right. enough to no. to last you one month. No. So, no. I mean, please do your best uh, to try to put together some type of a plan to save uh, moving forward, and not only save in your four hundred one k, but also save outside of the four hundred one k into a liquid account that you can access in case of an emergency, an air conditioner goes, or whatever it might be. So you don't have to put it on a credit card at you know twenty percent interest. Um, so please just do the best you can. And if you, you know, you can't, uh, come up with a solution for that, sit down with an advisor, uh, who can help you begin to, uh, help you understand how to build a, a budget and then ultimately save for your future. Thanks, John. Vilfredo Pareto. Pareto. He was the, he was the guy who created the principle of the 80-20 rule way hmm. back in the uh, 19th century. Wilfred Pareto, just so the audience has, has that in case. It turns out it's, it's applicable in a lot of rules of life. That yes. And thing. I thought my name was hard to say, Dombrowski. So uh, yeah, <laughs> you're talking to a guy named Leibson. You need coffee for both of us. All right, JD, let's <laughs> Securities wrap it up. Up. The Securities Advisory Services offered to Client One Securities LLC, a member of Fenman Sipkin, an investment advisor, Grand Canyon Plenty Associates, LLC, and Client One Securities LLC, are not affiliated. <laughs> Thank you, Seth. Yeah, law firm Vilfredo, <laughs> Dombrowski, and Leibson. All right, I'll talk to you later, John. Bye-bye. I'm Seth Leibson, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Back to the Seth Leibson Show. It'll be interesting to see how many of your newspapers or new orga- news organizations cover this tomorrow. Talk about country on the wrong track, uh, as we have been for... Um, much of the hour, and this new poll release showing three-fourths of Americans uh, believe the country is going down the wrong uh, – is going in the wrong direction. Uh, see how many news uh, outlets cover this. This is, this is a story they tend to be generally allergic to. Uh, news release, uh, National Institutes of Health, based on the Monitoring the Future study, uh, which is um, one of uh, two or three gold standard studies on this stuff. Uh, the real the the real one is the household survey, but the, the this is this has been used since 1975. Uh, marijuana and hallucinogen use among young adults reached an all time high this past year. You like that? Marijuana and other drug use among young adults reached an all time high. What's a young adult? You may ask. Roughly 18, roughly ages 18 to um, 18 or 19 to 30 years. 
18, basically senior year in high school to 30 years old. You're young adults. You're, 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 you're prime entry into the workforce ages. You're prime entry into the military ages, um, of course, going into vote. Uh, and um, yes, as I said, first job, uh, really your entry into adulthood. Uh, you want something stark? Here, here's here, th- this. This ought to this ought to give it to you. Um, if you take past month use, which is considered regular use, um, in the in in the, for those who study substance use and drug use, um, monthly use, thirty day past thirty day use is what you call regular use. Sometimes it's referred to as regular use. Sometimes it's referred to as past month use, as distinguished from daily or past year. Past month is typically what the serious people look at, um, and I, uh, I've always looked at past month use as, as the most indicative. It's risen 70%. 70% since Barack Obama was president. I want you to think about that. 70% marijuana and hallucinogenic drugs. What could be causing that? Well, I, I used a line, actually, I should have reserved – for talking about it here. I used it with John Dombrowski. It's an old line from the philosopher Reinhold Niebuhr that humans, human desires increase with the means of gratification, uh, which is a fancy way of saying supply creates demand when it comes to this sort of thing. Uh, you go on a routine legaliz- a routine. You go on an accelerated legalization and normalization kick, and surprise, surprise, people are buying what you're selling. Surprise, surprise, people are buying what you're advertising. No one goes into a business, no one starts a business or goes into a business complete with funding and advertising dollars hoping to have less use and less purchase of their product, right? Simple matter of economics. So we've gone on this kick where state after state has gone into the mode of legalization and commercialization of these drugs. Uh, and they're not satisfied to stop even with the ones that are there. They're happy to now start exploring, and you'll be watching more and more documentaries, more and more uh, news uh, magazine television shows promoting the use of psychedelic mushrooms. That's the latest kick we're now moving on to, Salabison. And, um, you know, it's it's an interesting thing, you know. You, you say something is for medical reasons, it's almost as if that means you can't debate it anymore. And boy, howdy, I'll tell you, there is a medical industry that has got their, their, their hands in the pockets, and they are in the pockets of these peddlers of uh, psychedelic and other psychotropic drugs that will continue to diminish and continue to harm society. Think of this problem that we were talking about with Pete Peterson on Friday. You have a real crisis of lacking men in the workforce. You have a real crisis of eligible working age males. I'll give you another age cohort here. The working age male is basically ages 18 to 54. That's how we define working age or eligible working age males. You have a real crisis now. It's the highest point in history where now at between 12 and 15 percent of them are not in the workforce voluntarily, are decidedly not having jobs. Uh, when the 1950s, uh, in the 1950s, just to give you an idea of what you would normally have in that world, 2%. 2%. So it's now, it's now approaching 15% of eligible working age, able-bodied males choosing not to work, spending their time in front of a screen. What is that screen? It's not a spreadsheet. It's not a Word document to write a, the great American novel or essay. 
It's for video and other games, video and other computer games. That's what their time in front of the screen is about. And guess what? Here is the kicker. You ready for the kicker? Half of that population is on drugs, regularly using drugs. Half of that population is a drug-using population. You happy with these results? There's another reason for this, and it's multivaried, but it all comes from this word called COVID. This word called COVID, which sent people into all kinds of insanities and levels of insanity and levels of mental disturbance, whether we're talking depression or worse, uh, whether we are talking about stripping people's work from them for those that did want to work, whether let, let's let's talk about the drug using population. Let's start with, with you know one of the areas I'm pretty passionate about, which is prevention, but now also recovery. Recovery is a big deal for people that are in it, and it's a wonderful blessing and a miracle when you can get it. And I'm all for it, and I try and promote it as much as I can. With uh, with with uh, some of the folks in this community, whether we're talking to Jeff Taylor, your Jeff Taylors, or your Steve Mokes, you name it, it's a big damn deal. So, what do we do during COVID in our brilliance as we are take as we are taking away jobs from people? Economic ruination, economic distress, is one of the leading causes of relapse. Do you know that? Economic distress, economic concerns are one of the greatest causes of relapse. So, what did we do? We shut down churches. We shut down synagogues, and we shut down 12-step meetings. I don't know how you can make men without chests and expect of them virtue and enterprise, and you can put people through the worst stresses you can possibly imagine while legalizing and commercializing and promoting and advertising dangerous drugs of temptation and expect not to see these numbers go higher and higher and higher as Americans' lives gets shorter. Americans' lives get shorter and shorter and shorter, and their economic output and ability gets further and further diminished, while you also see a rise in crime and a failure, continual spiral downwards of education outcomes and dropout increases. Say it with me. I show you the times. Your dollar buys less today than it did a month ago. You don't need me to tell you that. Of course, I'm painfully aware of it every time I go shopping, but so too are you. The good news is that uh, gold and other precious metals tend to hold their value when economies fail and fall like ours is right now. I don't have confidence in this government, but I do have confidence in hard currency like gold. Real money has real worth. Gold and other precious metals are that. If you're interested in adding gold or other precious metals to your portfolio to diversify your investments, check out the veteran-owned Midas Gold Group, MidasGoldGroup.com, MidasGoldGroup.com. These guys are great. And they can talk to you uh, without a heavy or any kind of push at all whatsoever. They're happy to talk to you about how precious metals can help you in your retirement, in your savings, or in just protecting what you have now. MidasGoldGroup.com or 480-360-3000. That's 480-360-3000. The only precious metals dealer I, Seb Gorka, and already thousands of you already have precious metals from and use. Um, perhaps it's uh, just thinking about that last story and what the monitoring the future uh, data is now showing. Um, perhaps another quote, maybe not Reinhold Niebuhr, 
uh, so much as Rhett Butler um, from Gone with the Wind uh, when he said what people forget is that it's just as easy to make money tearing down society as it is to make money building one up. Uh, Just because something or someone is in the commercial business doesn't mean that they are in the positive commercial business. Um, You know this from other areas. Um, You know this uh, from all areas of commerce, really, from entertainment to you you name it, uh, sporting, entertainment, anything. You know, just because they're in a business doesn't mean that it's a good business to be in or a good thing to be selling. And uh, look, we're at a curious as well as critical moment in our country. We are spending more than ever on early childhood education. People still think we're not spending enough. They want to spend even more. Uh, We are debating the intellectual and motivational needs of our present and future workforce, just as we're concerned about employment numbers all the time, especially amongst our youth, just as we're worried about military recruitment numbers, which we are concerned about all the time, just as we're talking about health care and furthering universal health care coverage and putting more money into treating people and dealing with unhealthy habits that deal that that may come from you know overconsumption of sugar or trans fats we're doing all of that at the same time we're strengthening pushing commercializing and turning a blind eye towards the marketing of these drugs that are harming so many young people it's a dichotomy more than a dichotomy it's a destruction more than a destruction It's a national suicide. We don't have to be doing this, folks. You don't have to give in to the culture. Fight as hard against the culture as fights against you, I say. We'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.